What's going on, everybody? Welcome in to episode three of the PSFT podcast on Twitter at PSFT Pod. Uh, it's Canadian Rom here, your host, and I got my co-host with me. Uh, what's going on? We're first going to start with Richard. How you doing, Richard? I am doing great. Oh, it was such a good day today. Good. That's good. All right, next up, we got my other co-host with me. We got Devil's Following, a.k.a. Young Danny Demansky. What's going on, buddy? Oh, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing, I'm doing really well. I'm, uh, I'm watching my own tweet. I'm on my own timeline right now looking at one of my own tweets. Arrogant? Um, <laughs> I'm, watching the, I'm watching the Harry Wilson uh, free kick. Oh, what a banger. That, that kid is special. Oh, yeah, no, he could be, I I think he'll be in the squad next year up there. Do you remember the goal against us in the FA Cup? Oh, that was yes. fancy. Have a Malcolm. Yeah, yeah, that was a really wild goal. Do you think he would start for them next year? Like, any possibility of that, or, or is that something? Could have started yesterday, bro, against PSG. <laughs> it's funny, because you're not wrong. Never wrong. Oh, and then we do got a guest today with us, and uh, our guest is George. How you doing, man? Hello, how are you? I'm doing really well. And uh, do you want to plug your Twitter handle here? Sure. Uh, it's at Lamella, spelt L-X-M-E-L-A. All right, and I'm obviously going to ask you the, the question. I just can't figure out with that last question. Who do you cheer for? I'm a Spurs fan. <laughs> Which club do you... <laughs> which club do you dislike the most well the obvious answer is Arsenal but I have a special soft spot for Chelsea I really can't stand Chelsea are you Chelsea more than Arsenal no Arsenal obviously more so Arsenal more so alright that's fair uh, and then the next question we always ask our guests is who the best player in the world is going to be in five years time I think easy sensor and also considering Chris and Danny went for Mbappe I'll go for Neymar Oh, you think he's going to be like uh, Messi and Ronaldo still doing at that age? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good show. I, I, I can definitely see that. Um, and, then, and then the last question I'm going to ask you is, who's going to win the Premier League this year? Who's going to win the Premier League this year? Yeah. I'll go Man City. Man City, okay. That's okay. That's different. I don't think we've had that, you know, uh, that one yet, have we, Danny? Certainly have. I think I was the only one who answered the Liverpool. What? <laughs> yeah. I think Liverpool, I've got a lot of respect for Liverpool. Sorry, Richard. I think I answered Liverpool as well. Did? Wow, yeah. that's surprising. Yeah, I think... Um, I answered Chelsea. I think Barry answered City. I'm not sure about that. Yeah, you did. Maybe I said that Liverpool would win the Champions League. Yeah, I think that's what you said. What you said, City might win the Prem. Yeah, that, that maybe. I don't know. I change my opinion every day, man. I Every time I tweet, I get scared because I don't know if I tweeted, like, in the past day, the complete opposite opinion. <laughs> I, think, I think City have more of a potential each week to steamroll teams, whereas Liverpool do as well, but they something at the moment doesn't seem to be clicking for them at some point. But yeah. I'll still stick with City. Yeah, well, the, the, the big thing... Uh, with City and Liverpool is and uh, they both have really good defenses they've both only conceded five goals but where the difference really comes from is the 14 extra goals that City scored mm-hmm. and that that to me really is mad and like 
nobody's really getting towards that number other than Chelsea and Arsenal, and they're still 12 short of what City's done. Yeah, I think with City, you could just sort of, you know, you could switch any of them in. Um, Mares firing pretty well this season. Uh, Sterling really having another brilliant season. And then Sane, you know, he's maybe not as much of a wild card, but, you know, he's still got a potential for a big haul this year again. Yeah, he. Re- I think he's a really good player to have in big games as well. I think he makes a lot of smart decisions on the wing. And yeah. I think it's something uh, that a lot of teams are actually lacking. Mm-hmm. I'll say this, it'll sound pretentious a bit, but I've seen various bits and pieces of him before he went to City. Yeah. And when he was at Schalke, he absolutely skated past players. Yeah. And yeah. He, his dribbling ability is amazing. And last He's year, really I think. Long. Finished... That's what I, uh, a lot of people won't or don't talk about with him is how long he is. He's 6'1, isn't he? Yeah, and he's, I find he's almost built like um, like almost Sergio Busquets. He's really long and lanky. Mm-hmm. He's just not as built. Um, and on the topic of wingers, Richard, I want to get uh, your opinion on something. Yeah, you tell me. All right. <laughs> Are you ready? Okay, tell me. All right. So Eden Hazard and David Silva both have 34 chances created in the league. David Silva? Or... Yeah. David Silva has 34 and Eden Hazard has 34. Oh, that's, that's good. I mean, David Silva, it's, he's a generational player and older, so Hazard getting on that level is is pretty nice. Although Hazard is better, though, so... Okay, so... On the top of that list in the Premier League is, I think, your I, favorite player. I know, really. what, I know what you're going to say. Jesus... How does that? How, what, what I want to hear your criticism on him because I think in Danny Attell, we had this conversation beforehand. We think William takes a lot of flack. Well, going on the part that you think he doesn't deserve the flack he gets, he actually deserves it. I mean, you can talk about chances created, but he hasn't actually done anything. I mean, he takes our corners, our free kicks, probably even our goal kicks, and any of that can easily lead to chances created. The, the reason is comes, he on? Who's on? Is he's not on your set pieces? Is he? He is on our set pieces. Uh, so by, obviously he contributes something to the team. Well, has he scored? He's nothing. Has he scored this season from the set piece? I mean, apart from it Arsenal, doesn't matter if he scored this season from a set piece. You're in fourth place. It's not like you're United and you're sitting down in seventh on twenty one points. Or, that's the problem. You, United are on seven points, but like. We should be on more than the points we are now. William has cost us eight points this season alone. No, you should be two points down from where you're at. No, we should be eight or points a point, higher. A point down from where you're at. We should be eight points higher. If he scores no. the ball, okay. No way. You you didn't deserve a point versus us, and you know that. Okay. No, we deserve to win that. You deserve to win that, but we scored. But I'm talking about clear goal scoring opportunities that a player decides to shoot. Where he easily has a man free that could easily tap it in. William has cost, has cost us eight points from that specific circumstance. New, new, it happened against Newcastle, happened against Liverpool, happened against um what was the team again? Sorry, Crystal was it Crystal? No, it wasn't Crystal Palace. Can't remember the other team. It was um Everton. It happened against Everton. That's three. And we and West Ham. So he cost us two against West Ham, two against Everton. Um, was it two against? I can't remember the last thing, but in total, he has cost us eight points this season from shooting where he's meant to pass the ball. But Richard, yeah, where was Hazard against Everton? That was Hazard against most of these games. 
that's it Hazard against United so if Hazard gets the chance I give him the same criticism I would say that he's meant to pass what he doesn't show Hazard is a very unselfish player you can't tell me Hazard is selfish like you see the way he literally dribbles to go and pass to pass to the striker I don't really Hazard ha, Hazard has done enough to justify even a bit of uh, Hazard has done enough to justify that I can't criticize him to be criticize other players because he has stepped up at bigger moments William I'm telling you cost us 8 points this season hasn't done enough for the squad. I mean, he has scored two goals this season and he has played more minutes than Pedro. Pedro has a higher goal tally than him. We are not trying to be but, like, William is a bad player or he's, he's, the, he's the devil in, in, in blue. We're not trying to say that. We're just saying that we should upgrade on a 30-year-old to get a better player who will, gen- who will add more to the squad. He's 30. He's going to 31 and we rejected a 60 million bid for him. I don't understand what, why. What do you want added? We should go for Lozano, someone that can... So why are... But why, why is he getting the blame for not passing and not finishing and not doing this and not doing that? If he's created the most chances in the league for other players on his team and he only has two assists, that's not down to him. He can't finish those chances. If he creates the chance, the other player's got to score. Barrett, you know if you take a corner, it counts as a as chance created. Can you tell me the exact amount of chances he has created from open play? Because you can't say chances Not created. Right now. Yeah, exactly. You can't say chances. You can say chances created, but chances created differ from chances created from open play. If I take a corner, I'm take, I'm creating a chance. If I take a free kick into an indirect free kick into the box, I'm taking a chance. I'm creating a chance. But the, when he doesn't get covered, you can't blame it on the striker. You take a you take a corner into the box and the defender heads to it. counts as a chance created, but it counts as a block against the defender. So the start that start is meaningless. The start I will pay more more attention to. It's a, the start is the start of chances created from open play, and I'm pretty sure William will be down that list. He barely creates. Even if you say he creates chances, how would he create chances and still cost us eight points this season? If he's on, if he's really an unselfish player, I, 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 I sometimes I feel bad for like you guys don't watch him week in and week out, and it's annoying when I when I try to like say that he's bad and stuff like that, and people come at me that he's actually a good player, and I understand where you guys are coming from. I see some players that get criticism from their clubs, I'm like. Why Rakitic for Barcelona, um, Smalling for United. Who else? There are many players happen to. But William is exactly the same. It's not the same case. He's a he's an he's a very terrible player. And I think we should upgrade on him before time goes on. We have three generational wingers available now. We have Bailey, we have Lozano, we have Pulisic. Sixty million get us three of them, and they are at least at least below the age of twenty three. Why didn't we take the sixty million from Barcelona or United that came for him? Wait, 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 wait. What did you what did you say about the did you say the sixty million would get all three? No, I mean it should get us one of the three. Okay, well wait a minute, like Pulisic yeah. alone is gonna cost you seventy. No, he's not because he's only got one year left in this contract. Yeah, he's yeah, but that's still the cost that's being reported. If you want him now, and there's gonna be competition created for him because he has a marketing base behind him of American. Well, fans. he's the biggest player in America, so there you go. Exactly. That's fair point. All right. Okay, remove Pulisic from the remove Pulisic from the equation. We still have Lozano and Bailey. And they will, I'm, I'm pretty sure they'll go to Bayern Leverkusen with 45 million. They take that and give us and give us Bailey. But why didn't we take the 60 million? And it, it infuriates me thinking about it that we we should have upgraded on him the season we won the Premier League in Mourinho. I mean he scored two league goals that season as a starting winger. Marshall does that in one game. He scored two league goals for a title winning squad. The player scored that in a whole game. I believe those are in that Naismith scored a hat trick against us the next season. And for for a player like William to score two league goals in the whole thirty, he played thirty. He started thirty two games that season. Thirty two. 
am I am I being justified for criticizing him? I think you're justified for crit criticizing him, but what the point is is it's not we don't think he deserves criticizing. The point is is Chelsea fans put him up up there. They I think he gets a lot of criticism that he doesn't deserve. And I think a lot of people call him a bad player undeservedly. You know, do you know the only way this would actually make more sense is if we sell him and bring in another player and there's a reduction in the squad. Then I would, I would, I would, all Chelsea fans would admit they were wrong. And like, would you bring Lozano in? I would bring him definitely. Like, definitely. Lozano is just the Mexican Jesse Linger. Come on, man. Come on. You can't say that. You can't do that. Does that from outside the box? Like, we have no wingers that do that. That's what Jesse Lingard does. So, what? Do you want to buy Jesse Lingard? He's not a winger. Yeah, he can play winger. He, he can't play winger for Chelsea. You can't move. Everything, though. He, he can't move. Um, yeah. And has actually created more key passes than Hazard. Yeah, he has. It's key. That, you know, I think you know what the word key means, right? Um, So. Yeah. Can you, can you tell me the players down the list? I'm just comparing uh, with passes In key passes, yeah. uh, William number one. Uh -huh. Tell me, continue. Uh, hold on, let me, I, let me got, I got the page saved. There, I got it. Hold on. So, number one on the list is William with uh, 2.8, I believe. Yeah. 2.8. He's number two on the list behind David Silva, who creates 3.1. Can you go down the list, please? Uh, third. Third. Uh -huh. Gilfie Sigurdsson. Fourth. Uh -huh. Ryan Frazier. Fifth. Uh -huh. Sterling. Can you compare the amount of assists? Not only has it now, can you compare the amount of assists that the other guys have? And you tell me there's not a problem for him having only two assists. In the top, he has as many as David Silva. A Silva has two assists this season? Yes. Yes, he does. Wow, that's strange. So it doesn't really make any sense that you, you think he's a better player because he, he creates 34... The thing is, right, like, Richard, what he's trying to say is... He's making the key passes. You're saying how many sisters you have. It's not opportunity to score them. He's creating them. Well, he, he can't score them himself. I would see. I would blame Morata for a good ball sent to him. And well, I would. Finish. I would. I think that's fair. I think what you just said is very fair, yeah. and that's almost what I wanted to hear. Yeah, I would blame Morata for chances not finished. I think if you if you lot went out this summer and had bought um one of the three oh. of uh, uh say fucking say a Cardi. Uh, Werner and even Bellotti from uh, from the uh, Syria. Yeah. I think I think Willian would have five or six assists by now. I agree. Well, I agree. You know, you know, if you look at the matches that we've won playing, Willian doesn't pass to Morata. There was a stat they released: Hazard and Willian don't pass to Morata. But Hazard has assisted Morata this season. Willian hasn't. Yeah, it's fair. It's, it's the quality of the ball. You can call key passes and crashes created all the time. But the quality of what you give a striker is what matters. Morata has missed easy chances to be fair to be fair to him. Alright, yeah, he's missed. But you key passes, that, that term and chances created, the the quality on the ball has to be really good for a striker to finish in. Morata gets his own blame of or his own share of the blame. If you look at the Everton game, Hazard created about five assists. No one blamed everybody was like Morata and Willow were the main problem. Okay, creating key passes, you, you do that the striker has to go on and finish right that's 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 the striker's fault but if you're running towards goal from the wing 
and the keeper is coming towards you and all you have to do is give a simple pass to your striker and he taps into an empty net and you take three points there. Would you blame, would that infuriate you more than a striker missing five chances on on own? You know the striker is incompetent on his own, all right? But he's missing five chances on his own. That is an easy chance where you run into the box and just give a square pass to your striker and he finishes it. That's why most of the blame, people are so infuriated with the game against um against Everton that he didn't pass the ball. And it happened continuously, it happened against West Ham. Newcastle and we we are losing points because of that. That's why this season more people are on his ass than ever. They're like he's not good enough. People commentators rate him. You can see critics but well, he's not good. You have to watch games to actually see this. Starts will start to show otherwise. And it, this is me from a, from a fan point of view. I'm very emotional about this stuff because I I say this things every time that he's not good enough. But defending him here seems hard for me because. You guys, you, most of you don't actually watch him play week in and week out. And I can to say, Spurs actually got the better deal for not buying brilliant. Like, they actually robbed us. Because he hasn't contributed anything since he came to Chelsea. And to be honest, I would say that. You tell me Hazard didn't score for a year. Hazard ended that season with one more goal, less than William. And he didn't score right. for a year. He's inconsistent. That's the main point. That's what every Chelsea fan is like. Oh, this is what happens. Like, we don't want him at the club because of his inconsistency. He has purple packages. You can see his quality against Barcelona last season. I mean, he hit the post three times. He could have scored a hat trick in the first game, but he didn't. And we all praised him out of the game. All of us were like, William was our best player. He didn't see anybody score hazard in the Barcelona game. But after that, he went back to his normal, basic performances. If you, if for, for reference, right, just go watch Chelsea. Believe that if you back your players, that they're going to perform better and they're going to have more confidence. Well, we've backed him for four seasons. Like he's been here for five seasons. Yeah, but I mean, he's he's creating chances and he's obviously doing what he needs to do. But I mean, if he had more confidence, his his issue is not confidence. It is because his biggest problems is decision making, and decision making really comes down to confidence. So decision making comes down to confidence when when you don't when you like. I would like to say the quality of the ball is bad. This you can't say someone's decision making is due to is due to confidence when he doesn't square a square ball to a striker to finish in an empty net. That's not bad. That's not confidence. I don't see that as a confidence issue. It's just normal. Every, even a school kid to do that. That's the first thing then on soccer practice when you're at the edge of goal, you cross it in even if a defender is going to hit his own goal. Like it's one of the first. Like, even in FIFA, I do it a lot. If I'm out of chance and, I, and I'm at the, and I'm at the edge of the box. I do a low driving course straight and I, who knows the defender might square it into his own goal. So you don't yeah. that it's a, it's as basic as that. Once a, once an attacker can get such simple decisions right, he do, he doesn't hey, deserve uh, to start George. Hello. Would you take Willian at Spurs? Considering what happened, like from a purely personal standpoint, considering what happened, no. Would I take him for the squad? No. No, you don't want anything to do with him. Nope. What if I paid you money? If if you paid me money, yeah, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I mean, right. look. For one thing, it's embarrassing because of the whole scandal that came out when he nearly signed for Spurs and Chelsea got the taxi. You know, um, but no, I don't know. I think the winger situation is all right. I think there are more pressing problems at Spurs right now. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Danny, how you doing, man? Good. You were uh, you were at Old Trafford this week, weren't you? Did you like what you saw? I, it was emba- it was embarrassing how poor we were from the goal. To be honest, 
it, it was. It was really bad. That early chance by Rashford, the big miss when he was one-on-one. I think if we had buried that, uh, we probably would have had a bit more confidence and Jose would have let them go up a bit farther. But, I mean, he was doing that all game regardless, I found. But um, I, I, I really think if, if we had buried that, then that game would have been three or four. Hey, what really bugged me about that game? What? Um, when Rashford did miss that chance you're referencing, he reacted in a positive way, right? Um, yeah. I think that was justified. And when that game finished, was Mourinho needs to go. We, we, have, we have to scrape a 90th minute winner with Fellaini scoring. Hey, Danny. To get hey, through the Champions League knockout. <laughs> Danny. Yeah? Da, da, da. Mario and Fellaini. Hey, da, da, da. Hey, <laughs> Let me finish my point. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Go the on. players be more clinical. Matt Mourinho. But people that's just because we're so poor at finishing, people are thinking that's Mourinho's tactics. And that's no, a really his tactics fair work. point. I, that's a really, really fair point, I think, on your part, Danny. I'm going to look up uh, the shot to conversion rate. I'm going to see if I can find that or the goals to conversion rate kind of thing. The thing is that, also, people will also say, we could have lost that game. The Hayer okay. made couldn't say. Right now, tell me that this is, is is Mourinho's fault. Right now, United are second in the league with shots on target. It's a matter of finishing, then. Yeah, exactly. It's it a matter of, of being clinical and having, again, like I mentioned, Richard, the confidence to go and finish those balls. Well, the quality of those balls have to come into question. You only have a player like Pogba that can create really good chances. So you may be second in the league for shots faced. How clear were those shots in becoming goals and how good yeah. were the chances due to yeah. that? So even if it's a problem of finishing, your midfield is horrible, to be honest. I mean, you start Matic and, and um, Herrera in games where, like, you're meant to be going all attack to win to win there. So if you're ta- if you start that the quality of the balls the strikers would get won't be as good as if you're striking. United start- get uh, one shot in a six yard box per game. That's bad. Bad. Seven of the shots come from the penalty area and five come from outside the ball. The shot from the six yard box ain't bad. I don't think that's it's not. That's ninth in the league. But. It's City get, still City clear chances, right? To, to, to think of it. But City, like, they get, like... How many chances they create per game? I'd love to know that stat. Like, they're insane. City? They're, like, yeah. aliens. Yeah. They're, like, they're aliens, the rest of us. Yeah. I think of the, the talent they have and the style of football they play. Yeah. But, well, I mean, I just said they're, they're getting two and a half... Um, Shots in the in the six yard box, basically tapping. Yeah, well, I mean, think of how many other goals are. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. The why that why can't we even score tappings? That's it's embarrassing. Because we don't. I don't think we get them. Me and you were talking about this yesterday when we were on Discord. Um, there's no movement in our squad right. either, other than from right. the fullbacks. We, 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 are we? The, I think we're the laziest team in the Premier League. See, I think you Back said that. Man City has 33 goals in the box this year, out of their 40. Hang on a minute. How do you define laziest team, though? Are you defining that by oh, chances run. created, or is that by sprints per game? Run. Distance run. Kilometers okay. per game. 
It's a battery, wasn't it? I agree with that of your fullbacks. I think we're going to see that that revolution in the Premier League where, like, top six teams will take the GDP of a small country and just spend it on fullbacks. I think fullbacks are becoming more and more essential and you have to have them in this modern game, especially what City are doing. I agree with that. And I think um, I think Mourinho's style of plays is really uh, important to that. Yeah, I mean... And it really shows with the link-up that we've seen between uh, Pogba, Martial, and Shaw in the past couple weeks. Yeah. All right, so I got something, right? So you guys are talking about, um, you asked um, George if he would take million at scores, and he said no. I mean, why would he? Son has made 107 appearances. He has scored 31 goals and 14 assists. And you guess what? William has made 179 appearances. And he has four less goals than him. So why would he take like you guys? That's the point of William being inconsistent like this. More than eighty more appearances than Son, but Son has four more goals than him. Right. So that that that's just clarifies, and there are a lot of players you can compare this to. So that's one thing I think that it's not about fans bashing him. His issue is not confidence. His issue is he's never been good enough. All right. So yeah. I th- yeah, that's we'll we'll agree to disagree on this one. I I think he's a quality player that has a confidence issue. I do as well. But um, I think he's in the same boat as Alexis Sanchez right now. But no. we'll move on from that because we do want to talk a bit more. And uh, George, how are you feeling about your game coming up versus Barcelona? Versus Barcelona. Yeah, <laughs> that's an interesting game because. Barcelona, obviously, you go to the new camp, it's going to be a very tough game. No matter, you know, you can blow the stats out of the water. Um, yeah. I'd say that Spurs will obviously go in, all guns blazing. I don't think they'll, obviously, I don't think Spurs will win. This is just the natural pessimist in me. Um, I think. Honestly, it will be. It could be quite. I think it could be tighter than people think. I think Spurs will really, really go for it because they have to. I think they will too, and I think we're going to see. Uh, we're going to see a little bit of that in the North London Derby, which we're going to talk about a little bit later on. But I think mm-hmm. that will too, because I think they're going to have to whatever type of football they're going to want to play versus Barcelona come Tuesday. They're going to have to play against Arsenal on Monday. Mm-hmm. And those are two. Two very big games back to back. Yeah, Danny. Richard. Yeah. If uh, if you were Pochettino coming up on this game on Sunday, yeah, would you rest anybody specifically, Harry Kane? No, Kane is Kane is a very tough lad. I mean, he doesn't. You don't see him suffer from fitness issues. So I think Kane can play back-to-back games. I think the issue yeah. here might be um, probably resting a couple of defenders and a midfielder, yeah. probably. Because the, the game against Arsenal, um, Spurs are surely going to win. I think they're good enough to beat Arsenal. But the game has to be against Barcelona. I should be looking forward to that. Because then, if you, don't rest the good, if you don't rest the defender and a midfielder, I don't see a way that you might be luckily able to contain Messi. Because Messi is surely going to get arrested for 
the game before he plays um, Spurs. Because I definitely think if Vardavadi is sensible, he has to rest Messi. So Spurs yeah. have to do the same and rest. Yeah, I agree with that. And rest it. Even if they're not going there to score, at least they have to rest the defender and the midfielder, or just a starting defender and midfielder, to be able to at least contain him. Then the rest of the attackers can push forward. Because if you look at Barca, they don't really have much of an attacking threat this season. I mean, Suarez was on form before Messi came back, but now he's off form. So their only chance would be continually on Messi and scraping a goal. And I, I they might win if, if they go there and drop a good performance. Yeah. It'll be, sorry, to, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, it'll be difficult for Spurs to rest defenders because on top of some of the midfield injuries, such as Moussa Dembele being injured, and he's currently out in Qatar, um, yeah. Kieran Trippier is still injured. I'm not 100% sure on a return date for him. Davinson Sanchez, he's out until potentially the end of the year unless something changes. Oh my God. And then Rose has only just come back into training. Uh, Juan Foyt isn't, available to, isn't uh, eligible to play. He wasn't available to play against um, Inter. So... There will be it will be problematic. So, in that sort of situation, if you, going back to the question, who would you play? I mean, in terms of defenders, you do, we do have about two weeks before the game, right? Before the game, we're talking mm-hmm. about, right? You never know who comes back early, and that's how sports is now. A player can be injured for a month or, or for a month and comes back to the next week. So for me, I'll play a back lineup. I'll play a normal back lineup. Is um, is Adrian and Vertonghen are they out for a month? Or who is out between the pair? Pardon? Like, who is out? Is, is, is Adavawa and Vertonghen, are they both fit? They're both fit, yeah. Vertonghen played the... I think Vertonghen played the full 90 minutes against Inter Milan. So, I'll start the two... Your fullbacks of... Um, Chipper is out, so I'll start... Uh, I'll start... Um, what's his name? Aurier? Aurier, yeah, that's his name. And your left back. Then midfield, I have to go with Sissoko, because then he had such a good performance against Chelsea... So I have to go yeah, with He's really turned it around. Very yeah. good performance in a row. In a row this so I'll go with him and he has a good form. The, the real problem here is how are you going to contain Lionel Messi at Camp Nou? That's, that, that's the only problem I see. Like, if sports, sports can easily score, like, Baka don't have such a good defense. Your goal last, your goal last, the last time you played them was Kane just putting um, cement mm-hmm. on the floor and it's an easy goal. So I think you guys have the quality to go in and score a couple of goals. But it all matters, like, when you have a team with Lionel Messi in the, in the squad, you're automatically forced to push back and have this defensive mentality. And if you can easily, if you can do yeah. that easily, it will be easy for you to just pick up the ball when he's not with it and rush back, run to their goal and easily put a couple of, a couple through them. I don't know why I'm sounding like a support. I hope I'm not sounding like I support sports. <laughs> I hope I'm not sounding that. Please, I hope not. Because I'm going to get murdered after this if I do. <laughs> but like, I, I do think, like, from a, from a neutral point of view, I think that they do have the quality. But it's all going to be about Messi. It's going to be a match of Messi versus Tottenham, mm-hmm. not Barcelona. Danny. Yeah. Uh, if Spurs made some signings in the summer, would they be in this situation or would they be through? Um, I, I think they'd still be in the same boat. Actually, it's foresee the amount of injuries they were going to get this season. They've been so unlucky with injuries, right? And I think had they had their whole squad fit for the PSV game, so they would have won them. They would have beat that. They would have won that comfortably. And that's the reason they are in this. Yeah. Patch. Wow. I think I think they have a better chance than most give them credit for. I think I think they should start Eric Dyer. 
to try and sort of man mark Messi as best as he can. He's aggressive. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, a chance, even if it hasn't. Right. Yes. What we're gonna do is we're gonna end uh, the first part here. Uh, we're gonna do one more part. <laughs> Sorry. After this, uh, we're gonna talk about the North London Derby, and then we're gonna take some Twitter questions. And uh, that'll be good for episode three. So we'll meet back here in a bit and we'll talk about that. Wolves will, will win this game. Wolves will win this game. Yeah, I, th- I think I think the same will be uh, probably two 0 I-, I thought exactly the same thing. Yeah, two 0 Richard. Yeah, Wolves. Score. Um, I mean, I have Jimenez on my team, so I'm hoping for four. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. That's it. Uh, for the sake of not just for the sake of being different, but I I think this could be a draw. I could definitely see it being a draw. I'll go one one. One one. All right. Uh, George, we'll keep it with you. Uh, Crystal Palace and Burnley. Uh, Palace haven't been too good at home, and Burnley are a really difficult team. So I, I think that'll be a nil nil. Nil nil. Same here. Danny. We'll go two one Palace. Richard. One new palace. If Zaha starts. If Zaha starts. Yes, if Zaha yeah. doesn't start. Um, Bonnie, it might be a draw. Bonnie Nickets. Okay. Uh, um, next up, uh, Huddersfield Town versus Brighton and Hove. Uh, Richard? Draw? Oh, wait. Um, a win for Brighton, probably. I mean, Murray, Murray is on fine form. I'm gonna give it to uh, I'm gonna give it to Huddersfield two uh, one. Danny, what do you think? Huddersfield will win this one. Uh, they're yeah. playing great football. Yeah, they are. 
if a three one Murray will score, but honestly we don't know. George? Yeah, similar lane. I think uh, I think Huddersfield will win, but uh, instead of Murray, I think Pascal Gross will score. Yeah, yeah, he's a good player. So I like him. I'm a big fan of him. Statistician nerds will absolutely adore him, and they already yeah. do. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um, Leicester City versus Watford, George? Leicester versus Watford. Uh, I think Leicester will win. I'll go 2 now. Based on nothing at all, except that they're close in the middle of the table in this time of year in these kind of games, this course, I'm actually going to say 3 <laughs> 3. Wow. I'm going to say this is this is the crazy game of the weekend. <laughs> Danny? I'm going to go 2 2. Ooh, alright. Uh, Richard? Um, I'm going to have to go what you said, Barry, about it being very high score, because it's kind of like a debut at this time. So, 4 um, 4. Four? Oh my god, two two three three four four. Alright. Uh Richard, how how bad is City gonna walk Bournemouth? <laughs> Wait, I'm not actually sure they might. Cause like I don't know if it was tiredness or Leon was so good, but Leon played them out of the park like, um on on Tuesday or was it Wednesday? So and they, they started most of their starters in that game Aguero. They still have a good squad that it might be a draw. But I don't think they will walk Bournemouth, even if they win. I might go for a possible 1-0 or 2-1. Okay. Uh, Danny? I'll go for a 4-0 win, City. And George? Uh, I'll say 3-1. Uh, I'll say Brooks to score for Bournemouth. That's a good pick. I'm going to say 2-0 City. Um, where are we? Uh, and then we'll go back to George here for Newcastle and West Ham. Uh, two struggling teams. Uh, I think Newcastle have been really riding the luck. They're taking a lot of shots on target from other teams, so I'll say that West Ham win 2-1. I'm going to say one nothing Newcastle. They have the exact same record. Danny? I agree with George. I think it'll be a narrow 2-1 win for West Ham. And Richard? I'm going for West Ham also. 2-0. Okay. Uh, Danny, Southampton and United? Uh, I think this will finish 1-1. I think uh, Southampton's not a place to go and win. Unless you Spurs. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think <laughs> I have to go for I'll say I'll say, I'll say 2-0 United. Uh, Richard? Um, 2-0 Southampton. <laughs> George? One nil, Man United. One nil, Man United. All right, uh, and then uh, Richard, what do you think Chelsea and Fulham is going to be in the next month? This is tough. If David Luiz starts, I, I don't. Four nil, four nil, Chelsea. Four nil, Chelsea. Yeah, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say three one, Chelsea. Yeah. Danny, we'll go two nil to Chelsea. And George. Uh, I'll go to one Chelsea. Okay. Uh, do you know that Chelsea has the lowest tackle succeeded rate in the league? Wow. Yeah, I mean, a centre back with David Luiz will have the lowest tackle ratio. <laughs> All right, George. Uh, what's the score going to be for the Spurs game after that? Uh, I'm going to go conservative again. I'll say one one. One one, Danny. I think this will be a draw as well. I think he thought at Wembley, Spurs would win, but um, at the Emirates. 2-2, two, two, and what do you think, Richard? 
I'm going for Spurs win. Well, this is Emery's first NLD. I, uh, Emery's first like Spurs derby. I think he's gonna yeah. bottle it. So I'm going for a Spurs win. Um, one zero or two zero. You know wow. what? Uh, over the past four North London derbies, there hasn't been more than two goals in any of them. Yeah. So I'm gonna say it's finally gonna blow up a bit, and I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say three two Tottenham. And then after that, um, we have Liverpool and Everton. I'm going to say Liverpool is going to take that game 2-0. Uh, and what do you think, George? I think Everton's run of decent clean sheets probably ends. I think Liverpool smashed them through now. Yeah. Uh, Danny? If a 3-1 win to Liverpool. 3-1. And what about you, Richard? Draw. The Game Champions League, they played PSG with most of the starters. So I don't think they will have to field like all the stats and players. So draw and Everton are good. Zero zero draw. Zero zero, okay. Uh and then we're gonna move on to the more crucial Champions League fixtures this week. Uh and for that we should probably start and uh really take a look at group D, which is Porto and Schalke. They're both already through, but Schalke plays locomotive Moscow. I just want your opinion on this because I think Schalke is a good team. So what do you guys think the score is going to be? I'm going to say uh, probably 2-0 Schalke. Uh, what about you, Danny? I think Schalke will win comfortably. Um, um, I don't think they've been as good as they were last season, Schalke. I watched them a lot last season. Uh, yeah. I think the loss of Gretzka has hurt them, but they're still a class, class team. Still a good side. They're scoring loads of goals, still. Uh I think Schalke will. Alright, what about you, uh, Richard? Yeah, I'm going for Schalke win also. Um, 2 0, 3 0. 2 0. And uh, George? Yeah, similar sort of vein. 1 0, Schalke. Alright, George, same uh, same question. Barcelona Tottenham? Uh, Barcelona Tottenham. I'll say high scoring game like the reverse fixture, so I'll say 3 2 Barcelona. Okay. Uh, Danny? Uh, I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw. And Richard? 3-0 Barcelona. I'm going to say Spurs pull this out, and it's going to be 2-0 Spurs. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hey, wh- why not? They beat Real Madrid last year. Unrealistic. Yeah, they did, but I don't know. I suppose if you want to play devil's advocate, that was somewhat of a weakened Madrid side. But If they're going to play Inter Milan and beat them, and then if they have a good result versus Arsenal... Mm-hmm. Um, Danny, what about uh, Inter Milan PSV? Oh, I think I think uh, PSV are actually quite good. Yeah, one point doesn't do them justice. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. they probably didn't even deserve that one point. Uh, the goal was really jammy, wasn't it? The one I got against the Spurs. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, Lambo win comfortably. Yeah, Inter Milan wins constantly for me. Um, 2-0. George? 1-0 Inter. I'm going to say 2-0 uh, Inter. Uh, and then we got Liverpool-Napoli. I'm going to say 2-0 uh, Liverpool. Danny? I think Liverpool will win. 1-0. Uh, George? 2-1 Liverpool. And Richard? I'm actually going for 2-0 Napoli. 2-0 Napoli? Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, and then the next day, Valencia play United. I'm going to say United uh, draw that 1-1. One, one. Danny? I think they'll lose because we'll play a weak team. Okay. Uh, Richard? United win that 1-0. Um, George? Uh, I'm going to go rogue shot and say 3-2 Valencia. Okay. I like it. Uh, and then uh, the last game of the day, we'll talk about there. And I'm gonna let I'm gonna let uh, Richard talk about this one because I know he wants to share his opinion. I'm gonna let him do that here. Richard, what is the score of the Leon game going to be versus Shakhtar? Shakhtar, good. Um, Leon battered them four zero. Yeah, I'm going for four zero for Leon. See, I got I I have an issue. With the Leon hype, and I know they're good, and I understand that, but they they do still only have one win in the Champions League. Yeah. Danny. Um, I think Leon will win. Uh, George. Yeah, I think Leon will probably scrape it. Uh, I don't think Shakhtar are necessarily a terrible team, but I do think Leon will win. So I'll say two one. Okay, uh, Richard, you were tweeting a lot this week about Leon. Oh man, they are like the next Monaco. What, uh, <laughs> what do you like about them so much? It's just the way they said. Like their player, it's just like how Monaco came from, come came from nowhere. I mean, Monaco were always a popular club. Like how their youth talents just came from nowhere and started making major stages. We see them with the likes of Depay, a few with revitalized Depay, Fekir, Aura, Ndombele. I mean, their squad is just like, if, you, if you're looking for technically gifted players, which we, we have seen, it's not present in most of the leagues now in the world, especially yeah. midfielders. They have, they have it in abundance. And literally, some of their midfielders are young. All of the midfielders are young. And, and if, 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 you, if you buy them, they'll be a good investment. For the long run, I mean, just take a look at Dombele. Like he's literally Pogba Juventus at the I, moment, yeah. a defensive yeah. Pogba at the Juventus. So like he's so good. Or even Aura, he's like a a third roaming CM. Reminds me of um kind of like an not like an Iniesta. An Iniesta that actually really tackled and like went back and forth doing the doing the work. So like he just such a best thing with talent. I mean even Cornet, like see him scoring two against City, one of the best defensive sides in the Premier League. You like their their fullback Mendy a little bit. Oh man. Like he 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 gives me Ashley Cole vibes and that that's one like I've never I've never actually said that about any other player. Like he gives me real Ashley Cole vibes, the way he runs, the way he like even the, the way he turns, like as as a fullback to have that level of agility is really rare and and pace. Similar to Walker, but and then he's, he look at the skill he made against um against City where he like ran into space and almost co- caused the goal for Leon. So I think he, he's blessed with talent, and I think in the case of Chelsea now we do need to have we do need to have good fullbacks to get the final stage of Sari ball set. So he's a possible replacement for Alonso. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I I was talking to Danny the other day, and I said I think we we could take a crack at him, and I think he'd be good. But I think it would kind of get in the way of the development with some other players at the club. Sure. Um, all right. So, George, the North North London Derby is this weekend. It is indeed. It is indeed. And I know you're feeling really just not optimistic. No, I'm not at all. 
So what do you think about the Mike Dean um, appointment? Do you think it matters? Do you think any of that matters or just a joke? I mean, look, there's going to be shit housing no matter what, no matter who the referee is going to be. Uh, you know, there's the cl- it's the rivalry. So I, I personally don't think the referee will make a huge difference. I think it could have been anyone. It could have been Clattenburg again. Although he seems to reasonably now, there's, an, there's an interesting stat that says Mike Dean's given Tottenham's opponents seven cards when he's refereed matches with them, but he's only ever done that to two of Arsenal's opposition. Mm-hmm. Does that show a favorite, or again, is it just a joke? Um, I don't know. That's a difficult one. I think you could argue for it being a favoritism thing, but I just think that Arsenal are reasonably aggressive anyway. Do you think it's just because, like, he knows it, it's one of those things that only he knows the answer to? Mm-hmm. Uh, Danny, what do you think? At the end of the day, it's just the referee. I don't think it will have any impact on the game. I think people look into it too much. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the joke that could maybe got taken a little bit too far. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Richard, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I have to go with that. It's, it's kind of a joke that people stress and make it look like a real thing that he actually favors sports. But he's a referee, he's not going to turn a goal that it's actually a goal. So people blame it. It's kind of lazy excuses if it doesn't go their way or if it does. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying. All right, so we're going to move on uh, to a couple Twitter questions here now. And we're going to start on the ones here that we got. And uh, Chris wrote us another one. At Pogba, the O is at X underscore six. Uh, he said, can United make top four without any signings in January? Or do you think they have to buy to make top four? Uh, my answer to this question is personally, I definitely think they got to make signings if they want to reach top four. Uh, it's not a question if it is or isn't. It, it's, it's shown. There's proof out there. Danny, what do you think? I think we, even with signings, it's unlikely. But um, without signings, we won't make top four. So I think we have to go for it. Yeah. The, yeah. In the market. Uh, Richard, what do you think about that? The, the concept of you making top four even with signings is a bit weird to me because who are you actually going to sign that's going to improve your squad to the level that you you could have gotten if you actually did the signing in, I think in the summer? I think signed a center back, it would give Mourinho a lot uh, less of an excuse to track the wingers back so much. And I think personally it would make a huge difference. Well, who, which, which center back are you going to go for that will actually leave those current club? Depends what the champions, the, the final champions So, yeah, if you, if you do buy, you could make top four, but I just feel like it's a bit I think if, if Inter Milan get knocked out, I think there's a chance that we could get Greenard. Yeah, but I think it's a bit, it's a bit too late because wherever you're going to buy, you're definitely going to have to pay more. I think, I, I, I think, because it's, it's generally, and you're going to have to leave their team and their record at the team currently. So I think it's, it's a bit too late. But if Mourinho really steps up, I think you can make top four with just one centre-back signing. Yeah. Okay. And what do you think about it, George? Yeah, similar vein to Richard. I think it's, it, it would help, but I think personally, uh, the top three are pretty much cemented as being uh, any version of City, Liverpool, and uh and Chelsea. And then fourth, I think it'll be hard. I think it's more so a battle between Arsenal and Spurs, personally. Yeah. But I do think... United need to take sixth place. Personally, I think that's where probably... Realistically, right now, that's where they end. 
the big problem with United, in my opinion, and I think Danny will agree with this, is interestingly that you do bring up, that you guys bring up the centre back situation because they have a perfectly good centre back in Eric Bailly. Yes, but he's been frozen out. On the bench. I think also your right back problem is a bit of a pro- your right back issue is a bit of a pressing one as well. I mean, Diogo De seems decent. Uh, unfortunately, he's had injuries and. Uh, yeah. Young's getting past it, and I think Valencia is nearly past it as well, if not already past it. Uh, Alright, so we're going to give the next question right away to George, and this is from Raze, whose ad is at Raze underscore. Uh, it has four E's on the end, uh, instead of just one on Raze, and he says, thoughts on Brighton season so far? Uh, it's been a pretty fun season for them so far. I don't think it's been... Salt versus United? Mm-hmm. I mean, they did it. I think the fixture last year was quite similar, wasn't it? It was, yeah. yeah. Um, I think they're good. I think they'll definitely... I don't know if he's necessarily asking if they'll stay up. It's they not really implied. three games in October. Mm-hmm. I think they're more than good enough. I mean, I touched on Pascal Gross. I think he's excellent. You know, good penalty taker. Good uh, key pass numbers. Good pass numbers in general. And decent flexibility, you know. He often yeah. plays behind Murray. Uh, uh, Danny, what do you think? I think uh, Brighton will stay up, uh, and Fable, if Knockhart starts showing up. Yeah, definitely. Talpat, Murray, and Groves. But yeah, I think they're having a good season. Uh, what are you saying, Richard? Yeah, I think Brighton are that superb, considering they don't even spend that much money compared to other clubs in, in, in the league, and where they're, like, they're based at mid-table teams. So yeah, they're having a great season, and I think they will do better with greater investments in their club. Yeah, I think I'm I'm really quite impressed with what uh, Brighton has done as well as Bournemouth and Watford. Bournemouth, Watford and Brighton are in ninth, uh, eighth place, ninth place, twelfth place, and I think that's pretty good. Considering underneath of them, I could easily say uh, my expectations would have been that they'd be in the places where Newcastle, West Ham, Palace are, which are 13th, 14th. Yeah, Bournemouth especially, Eddie oh, yeah, Howe, definitely. Eddie Howe is such a great coach, he's so underrated. Are they not overperforming though? We have big conversation yeah. about him. Would you take him at United? I think still better. I would, I, I told Danny I'd take him at United. You said ahead of Pochettino though. I said ahead of anybody. I, I don't agree with that, but I, do, I would take my United to give him a shot. I won't take him over Pochettino though. If Pochettino or Zidane was available for us, I'd rather get them. Yeah, so they have. I'll give him a shot. I'll take. I'll take. How was it done? Uh, the next question we got is from at football Connor C O N O R, uh, and uh, he says, "Who's the most complete player to grace the Premier League?" And I think, uh, in terms of complete players, I'm gonna say Paul Scholes myself, and I'm gonna go over to Danny and ask him. Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah. I I say uh, Scholesy because he he wasn't great at a lot of things, but he was good at everything. Agree. I agree with Ronaldo. He one of the best goal scorers the league has seen. Stro- strong, fast, tall. A lot of Premier League score any type of goal. Say Ronaldo is the best player to ever play in the Premier League. Period. No. Tim or Henri? Yeah. Foreign no for foreign. I think in in total. In total, I don't think so. Out of one reason. I mean, 
I'm kind of being biased here, but I think Frank Lampard deserves a spot over Ronaldo for best. I don't. Best. If, if I'm, I don't think Frank Lampard is the best player. To crazy. No, I'm oh, saying that if, if, if you're gonna put Ronaldo in it, number one, he didn't even spend that long in it. And we have, minute, I think yeah. that proves how good he is. Well, you I'm have. You have and was going to leave longer. But you have someone like Lampard that scored, was it 10 league goals for all his seasons he stayed in the Prem. That shows something that it's clearly missing in this day for midfielders. So, like, I think you, I, I would put him over Ronaldo. I think Ronaldo comes in my top five. But for me, I think he had number one in the Premier League has to be Henry. All right. Uh, what do you think, George? Yeah, similar sort of vein. I've got three though. I've got a defender, a midfielder, and a striker or Actually, striker winger. Do it. Go for it. So defender, it's really hard to look past Ashley Cole, and I'm not. I don't like Chelsea at all, but it is hard to look past a lot of the players that have played for them and you know just been incredible. So Ashley Cole is one of them. Uh, <laughs> I promise I don't like Chelsea. Uh, second. Lampard again. I think he's got to be up there. Lampard or Torre, actually. That's Thank a really you. difficult one. Thank you. And then I think again, Torre might be the most underrated player to ever play in the Premier Easily. Yeah. And then the one that I'm actually going to go for as the best to grace the league is Henri. Yeah. Okay. And that shows something, right? That was in the most complete. Okay. Yeah, the most complete. I mean, he yeah, has the record. Right. He has the record for most assists in the Prem for for a striker. Yes. Mm-hmm. So next, we're gonna go. Uh, Danny also tweeted out asking some questions. Uh, and the first one I'm gonna answer um, is Big Al at Clopaganda. He's an awesome, <laughs> such a such a good account. I he, I just randomly ran into Twitter and I everybody go follow. He's the man. And uh, he says best center back in the Premier League. Just because I want to hear at Canadian Rom say it, uh, and I'll say it. Best defender in the Premier League is Sol Bamba. And Barrett, I love your shit housing, mate. Absolutely adore it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, in, in in realistic terms, uh, I'm I'm gonna actually give it to uh, Ian Vertonghen. I'll go for him. Who do you think? I think Matongan is the most consistent, but I think uh, the Porte is the most talented. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Richard? Yeah, I'm going for the Porte. I just love seeing him play. Like, as a defender, he's so composed, and the way he defends is so graceful. Yeah. So I think he's the uh, best in the Yeah. And yourself, George? It's a difficult one because, again, Vertonghen has been the most consistent centre-half in the Premier League since 2015-16, comfortably, yeah. in my opinion. I agree. That's why. Uh, it is interesting with how well Laporte and Van Dijk have done this season. It's thrown a real spider in the works. If I was allowed to say 15-16 Alderweireld, I would because he was amazing. Oh. But and it's hard for me to look past... All the viral, but for the sake of being unbiased, I will go for Laporte at the moment. Okay. Um, and then I, I think this is going to be a quick answer to this question from all of us. And it's from uh, in Emery We Trust at Jack Gooner. He says, Do you think Man City can be stopped right now? Uh, who do you think can realistically stop them? I no. And there's nobody I can see that can realistically stop them. Danny, what do you think? 
I called Liverpool to win the league, so I'm going to stick by that. And I think Liverpool will stop them. Okay. All right, George. Yeah, Man City aren't getting stops this year. <laughs> uh, Richard? Yeah, I'm not getting stopped. It has to do with the technical players we have in your squad. And no player in the Prem can match up matches that up to City. So I yeah. don't think they're going to they're work the league, the league again. Um, all right, and and that's that's it for the questions. Uh, this one isn't a question; it's a respli- uh, reply to Danny Sweet from at Andres Giniesta. Do you love me as much as I love you? And the answer to that is, of course, yes. Uh, we're gonna do our show notes now. We each get to pick a guy to shout out. Come at the end of the podcast, George. You're our guest, so you're gonna go first. Who's your shout out for this week? Thank you. Uh, well, he's not really that active anymore, but I remember when I first got into football Twitter uh, on another account, one of the first guys that followed me and was a genuinely interesting account to read was a guy called at Xpartido. Okay. Yeah, really excellent. He's one of the... One thing, he's a very funny Madrid fan, but he's also a very, very competent Madrid fan in the sense that he doesn't like a lot of Madrid fans. And he also realizes that uh, for the most part, the sum the, uh, what is it that Madrid as a club really um, where am I going with this <laughs> Madrid as a club are kind of in a bit of a disarray but they're still excellent and yeah I, yeah I'll shout at him out he was, he's really good yeah yeah alright that, that good show to make sure to send his ad uh, to our group as well so we can all follow him will do uh, I'm going to give a shout out this week, uh, to, uh, Alan HD at Alan HD underscore FIFA. He's a great account. He plays a lot of FIFA mobile, does YouTube videos on that stuff as well. I, I really do think he's quality account and great guy. Uh, Danny, you can go next. Uh, this one's more of a plug. I'm going to plug, um, our football account, CE football. Yes. FCBL. Yes, I love it. That's T-E, capital C, capital E, F-T-B-L. Follow it for the best threads. Yeah. Uh, And then uh, next up, uh, we got Richard. Who are you shouting? So I'm actually going to shout out to my United fans. The first one is um, Chris Six. He's such a great guy. Support on the podcast from him has been amazing. And the way yeah, he's, he's a really good account that. too. Then the next person is Wellis. It's, it's actually Ellis, but I always call him Wellis because of the tweets he puts out. He's such a great guy, also, and they're like literally one of the best United accounts, apart from when he tweets Hazard slander. So yeah, props for yeah, that. they're both really good, good accounts. accounts. So that's my shout out. All right, guys, that's the episode, uh, episode three. Uh, we might have an update. We might be slowing down some episodes. Me and Richard both have exams coming up, so we might not be as active, might not be able to get onto the pod as much until after Christmas. But uh, I haven't talked to you guys about this. What we should do is after uh, we're both available, we should do a big podcast for Christmas with like picking our all-time Premier League team or something. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah? All right. Sweet. Sounds good. All right. Well, I'll talk to you guys later then. No, not a problem, George. Thanks for joining us. And uh, we just want to thank everybody for all the support on the podcast on Twitter and uh, sharing it and listening to it and all that stuff. It's been great. Uh, We're having a lot of fun making it for you. So we'll see you uh, next time on episode four.